Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome, one and all. This is Baka Bites, a show where we talk about what we're watching this week in anime. I'm your host, Frankfurter, and with me today is our sassy and not sick Silver Lobo and our merry, mediocre, magically average. Minor spoilers ahead for summer 2021. Silver, Lobo, you're not sick. Thank God. What are you watching? No, 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 no. Let's make a correction here. I am still sick. I have a terrible cough, so I'll be muting myself oh. every now and then, but okay. I can still talk about anime, so that's fine. There you uh, go. That's all we need. So, once again, to your eternity, it's all I give a fuck about, basically. Even with all these new shows, I still don't care about anything else with to your eternity. Uh, two episodes since we last spoke. Uh, I can, I, okay. I love the show. I have not, I have zero memory of what happened last week's episode because I was <laughs> sick and it's just a haze in my head. All I remember I mean, this is, this show is a fever dream regardless. All I remember is that at some point at, toward the end of the episode, he beat up a guy, became friends with him. And then one of the fucking the the knocker that attacked him earlier, uh, back on on the other where Gugu died, uh, it returned and he tried to fight it, was losing, and the entire island full of criminals banded together and helped him kill this fucking thing, and he got all of those memories back and all those people back. So now he can turn into the giant bear. He can turn into March, the little girl. And I'm like, okay, all right. Who wants to leave this place? These guys are all nice. And then, like, two seconds later, a guy stabbed another guy. Like, all right, never mind. Let's leave this fucking place. It's terrible. That's the uh, chief. <laughs> uh, the, the, the friends he made, the, the group of kids, and that one guy, they all, I guess they, he kind of did get used to them, and he's, he's more, like, inclined to be friends with them now because he was kind of put off, and he didn't want to be there. He just wanted to leave. But after what happened, he kind of like built a bit of a trust with them. Um, they had a small feast for themselves where he created the food. One person noticed like, hey, this is made of you. He's like, yeah. 
that's disgusting. And everyone else is like, I don't care. It's food. And we have not had this type of food ever. And they just devoured it. And then he had a little bit of a flashback where he's just like, hey, I remember this food. I made this food or I ate this food when I got drugged and knocked out. And then he looked around him and like everyone was drugged and knocked out. He's like, oh, I need to never make this food ever again. So that happened. Um, new episode. That's how it started. Okay. One thing I forgot was uh, he eventually figured out, hey, I turned into the girl from from one of the first arcs. So right. at the end of that, I was like, maybe as long as there's a strong connection with that person, he can just turn into them. Well, that's not right. It, they have to die. They absolutely have to die. He has to have a strong connection with them, and they have to die. And then he can turn into them. Because, um, yeah, she died. Wherever she was in the world, whatever she was doing, she was killed. And when he dug deep and tried to remember the past with March and everything, he saw glimpses of her, remembered her, and turned into her. With March being back within him and he can remember those memories now, uh, he has a clear image of who she is and who she was now. And uh, cut to the finals of the tournament. Uh, it's him versus the crazy bitch that that chased after him during that original arc. The one who licked him? Yes, the one who licked him. That's the uh, only thing I remember from last week right now is that he was licked by someone. Yeah, so she's the final competitor, and she tells him when he transforms into uh, uh, the girl, I see you like my gift. And she tells him that she slaughtered the entire village where she was from, where March was from. And the final person she killed was her, and she wanted to savor it. So instead of stabbing her through the head or cutting off her limbs or whatever, she wanted to slash her throat because that's how much she hated her. And she had to do it twice because she was suffering and she didn't get enough enjoyment out of it. So she cut her head off. And that what enraged... Fuck? They, that enraged uh, Fushi, so... Uh, they fought, and he very decisively lost because she drugged him again. Just stuck a needle in his neck. No one saw it. Passed the fuck out. And that's yeah, how the episode one. ended. Yeah. This is just one fucking weird trip after another. What in no the No kidding. Hell? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I, I want to go back to, like, I like when we thought the craziest thing was a kid has a built-in beer keg inside of him. Right? And we were like, oh, it can't get any crazier than this. Nope. He gets sent off to a, a slave island where he battles gladiator style and a crazy woman licked his face and slaughtered a whole village by herself and has drugged him twice. And Jesus. This honestly feels like you're on a drug trip just listening to it. I mean... I just, I, I don't even yeah. know where to begin to try and decipher any of this. Like, 
I don't think you can. I feel can like you? I no maybe. I, I mean, I, I did like leave out. I, was... I did leave out like we got a little backstory for one of the girls, but it's just like it's it doesn't really add much to anything because like yeah, she had a terrible life and she's in a terrible place. Cool, I know this already. <laughs> Yeah, it's and an I don't island think it really full can... of criminals. I, what what am I supposed to expect here? It's horrible, and you're just dealing with it until you get the fuck out of place. I guess that really can't hold a candle too to a woman saying, "Oh yeah, I slaughtered an entire village, and I hated this last person, so I made her suffer by slitting her throat twice and then cutting her head off." Yeah. But by the way, there's a side story she though. Made suffer was like a little girl though. No, 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 no. It was, like, it was like this grown adult woman that okay. kicked her uh, ass. I thought it was okay. the little girl. The little girl is already dead. Like... In, the first, in, the, in that first arc with March and this, this older woman, uh, she okay. shot her with an arrow straight through the stomach and killed her decisively, instantly, dead. Okay. That was the little girl, just shot through the stomach dead. This one was a warrior who uh, declared war with her village and the neighboring villages against the ruling faction that is with this warrior woman bitch that's after Fushi. Just call and it face licker. The face licker. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, the face licker's like, yeah, I'm not about this life. I'm going to fucking kill all you people for just coming at me. And she did. She won the war. Just killed everyone because they're all villagers and farmers and they don't fight. Most of them are just hunters and that's the best they can do. So, like... Hand-to-hand combat with a woman fair. with a fucking blade? Not happening. That doesn't seem fair at all. Nope. Well, I guess that's the easiest way to win a war. Just pick on a bunch of farmers with no weapons and no defense system. Is it even a war? I feel like it's a battle. It's like, hey, I'm just going to go to battle with this town, but they're all de- poor defenseless people. It's just... I mean, here's the thing. It's, it's from that arc you found out, like, oh, they've been doing this for years, and this one city that comes by every now and then demanding a sacrifice. They've been doing this to them for years just to keep them down and keep them from rebelling. So, like, they constantly come by and be like, we want one of your children to sacrifice to our god. And they do this every single time. And it's just beating these villagers down, just making sure they don't want to rise up. And it works. None of them wanted to do that until they found out that god is a lie. And... These guys are living the high life across the fucking valley or whatever in the uh, past the mountains. So like these motherfuckers are just taking and our kids to kill them. They don't need anything from us. If like we don't or we don't need anything from them, they need us. We're giving them their food and their shit. We don't need to give them anything. Let's fucking fight them. And yeah, they have an army. And and these villagers have nothing. So, end of story there. So I and I'm I apologize in advance because this is just going to be a big eye roll slash a just like Frank. What the fuck is wrong with your brain? When you say sacrifice, I don't know why it made me think instead of sacrifice, but it was like more of a tribute. It's just like it made me think of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. It's like we must or we want a shrubbery. I don't know why it nee, just made me think nee. of that. It's just I we don't are now know. The My brain went to a icky, weird place. <laughs> okay, next anime. <laughs> but speaking of shrubbery, shrubberies need water. And speaking of water, tell me about Aquatope, buddy. 
I almost Let me don't hear about that talk. juicy, juicy Aquatope drama. I don't even want to talk about it now because that was the most forced transition ever. It's oh, like I he's getting worse every time. I know. You know, worse <sighs> or better? Worse. You decide. Not you two, but the no. audience. You no, I'm no deciding. Decision. It's worse. Yeah, I'm. I'm right there with the Bobo. You're biased. You both are biased. Anyway. Anywho. Yeah, Aquatope's still wholesome. Still a great slice of life too. This recent episode though we get some juicy juicy drama which is super exciting so yeah i know so our main character the former idol is working peacefully at the aquarium but the only person who knows that she used to be an idol is the director the the young girl who's the director of the aquarium and we finally get a episode where she's recognized so this episode starts with everyone super excited because they're opening up the touch pools and the touch pools are a big thing because it draws a lot of kids in for summer break. School's getting let out. Let's go squish, squish some starfish and bully some little sea slugs and, you know, have a grand old time at the aquarium. So they're getting all this stuff set up. It's an amazing, exciting time. And our main character is finally given like a full responsibility and not like just go do something and don't break anything or kill an animal. The, the director's like, no, no, you're going to be the attendant. So you're going to make sure that the kids are being safe. You are, can name off all the facts of the, the creatures and the pools. And it's a big responsibility because you're going to kind of be the face of the touch pools. And she's super jazzed about it. She's like, heck yeah, I'm going to go study right now. So they're getting everything set up. And one of the guys who we just get introduced this episode who helps out with some of the inventory and cleaning of the the um the pools and everything he stumbles out of this back room freaks out our main character he's like oh i'm sorry i'm sorry but then as he's leaving he's like god she looks so freaking familiar i can't put my finger to it looks her up and he's like sure enough she's a former idol and the word gets out to everyone else at the aquarium all the other friends she's a former idol and they're like why didn't she tell us and also why is a former idol here? So there's this big drama about people knowing. Obviously, they don't tell her right away. They're still kind of like, just don't freak her out. Like, just keep it on the down low. But inevitably, as the episode progresses and they open up the pools, guests start coming in and sure as shit, some random people that are at the aquarium are like, holy crap, isn't that the former idol from this group? And they're like, yeah, yeah, it is. She got... She got kicked off. She got axed. Oh, let, that's funny. Let's go take pictures of her and make fun of her. And so all these people start crowding her and they're like, yeah, former idol. Oh my gosh, take pictures. And oh my gosh, it's so sad that you're here. Why are you here? That's depressing and pathetic. And then she breaks down and it's a whole scene and it's emotional. And then there's a heartwarming point where the director's like, hey, listen, we don't care where you're back, like where you came from. We just really care about why you're here and the fact that you want to be here and you care about what you're doing here. That's all that matters to us. So ignore the paparazzi bullshit. Ignore all of the people that are saying things behind your back because the only thing that matters here is that you want to be here and you're helping and contributing to the aquarium. And she's like, thanks. And that's it. That's how it ends. Neat. Yeah. But we finally get like a taste, like a little, a little taste of drama and 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 tension but it's still it's interesting how everything is sort of playing out um i mentioned it last week 
talking about the show Lobo, but this is a 24 episode season. So there's a lot to unpack within 24 episodes. I, I'm fairly sure they're going to take a little break after 12 and we'll see how the arcs progress. But right now their whole goal is to like save the aquarium because it's dying. I mean, and there's all these like subplots too. It, it, you guys seem surprised that it was going to be 24 episodes. Like, have you not seen slice of life animes like this where it's like 24 episodes? Oh yeah, I just done? yeah no we have. Then yeah. I, that's I was, why I'm like I'm listening to the last week's podcast. I'm like, why are you guys sound so surprised and shocked? It's like it's, it's a normal thing. I don't get it. I was more surprised from my side because I just was I didn't think they could fit that much content in 24 episodes. But with with how much they've unraveled in the first, I think this is the fourth or fifth episode now. It it really does show like oh yeah they can definitely pull out 24 episodes and keep you entertained too like you can be enthralled by each episode i mean here's again here's the thing first 12 episodes is going to be 100 about her as an idol trying to get by and learn this trade and all that stuff the next 12 is going to be let's save the aquarium yeah but like but there's also like so many plot like underlying plots too with other characters so like our director has some backstory with her parents and her parents are not around right now we don't know what happened to her parents so there's obviously going to be a lot of episodes surrounding the events that took place where her parents are not with us anymore there's also this like they don't play it off as like being kind of like i guess dark or weird or creepy or anything but like her grandfather who's the actual director who owns the aquarium he's like yeah i gotta go on work trips He's like always on work trips, but he's too old to take care of the aquarium. Well, so he's like a, going I, on work trips to find people to take the animals. Yeah, but like he's constantly gone. I don't know. There's some stuff there, too. I'm like, I'm waiting for something weird to come out. You just got to be skeptical about everything. Um, and then we have that just turn into a random horror anime. Just out please. Of no, nowhere. please. No, no, not my not my aquarium anime. Um but then we have like this character that keeps popping up and we only can presume she's some sort of like sea God, I guess. Oh, that's Uh, the, that's the God they're praying to all the time. Yeah. 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 So I'm sure there's going to be more involvement with that on like the origins and like the purpose of the God. And, and I guess maybe seeing how the God interacts with those in life. But no, I'm, I, again, I'm going to say it each and every week. I talk about this show over, I'm pleased beyond belief with how the show's progressed so far. I'm, I'm constantly gabbing about just how the episodes have progressed. The plots have progressed. The character development is astounding too. And it's a slice of life and it's about an aquarium. So it's like, what more can you ask for? A slice of life about a zoo. Well, Hey, now don't get too crazy. They're they're not adapting. They're not adapting. We bought a zoo or whatever that book or movie. Why not? You know, Come on. I'm not saying that that's a bad idea. I'm just Isn't saying that, that this ain't it. Just go watch like Zootopia or something. That's not the, that's not, movie, okay? Don't you that's not the same thing. It's, it's zoo life. <laughs> life of zoo. That's not what I want. Where everything want and everyone is zoo. You could have just said, just go watch We Bought a Zoo. I'd be like, fine, I will. And I would have left right now. Well, damn. Okay. You can just leave us all. Like, yeah, you're going to leave? Fine, I, see where your, I see where your legions lie. I could. But you won't because you love us. 
You love us too much, Lolo. Admit it. I've actually got no segue here. Oh, he's gone. He oh, he left. Everything. He actually left. No, he's back. Oh, no, he's back. <laughs> oh, there he is. No, he's back. <laughs> I had to anyway, show you. I'm serious. You know, like I'm actually, I'm actually like recording this one on OBS to potentially put up on YouTube. So it's just like it shifted the screen. Well, that'll be fun. <laughs> I'm just like that'll be very fun. <laughs> I've already fun fucked it up, in which I went to our our private chats, and it just had like part of the private chats all just botched over. But anywho. That's a that's a story for another time. The magic of editing. Regardless, uh, I got a quick hit to talk about, and then my my really really shitty sports anime. Um, I would talk about Sunny Boy, but like that show is just off the walls, just ridiculous right now, and I can't make heads or tails if I like it or not. Like I can't tell if it's being randomly just all over the place for a purpose or for if it's just trying way too hard so i'm just i think i'm gonna hold off on talking that for about that for now um but the quick hit i want to talk about is the great jahi will not be defeated basically this is uh devil is a part-timer light or not light but long of it short it's the same thing instead of the devil it's the like demon lord second in command jahi is like this attractive girl etc and then a like child magician like breaks into her like castle and just walks right like teleports right past her and just breaks the magic like crystal and there's no more magic in the land and because there's no more magic in the land Jahi goes to the human realm and now she's like a little girl in the human realm but because she's got a piece of the crystal she can transform herself into her like older you know demon lord self so, like, she can get a job and work and, you know, pay off rent, etc. So, the first episode, you're just introduced to, like, her her co-worker who gave her the job, who's just, like, this big anime titty girl that is just, like, the mother figure, kind of, but, like, also just strict. And then her landlord, who she doesn't want to pay. So, it's, it's like Demon is a part-timer, except she's actively trying to get back, it seems, or find a way to get back while the devil's a part-timer. He's just like, this is life now. I can, I actually enjoy this. This is fun. So um, that's just my quick hit. I really enjoyed episode one. Episode two comes out, I think, this Saturday or Sunday. So we'll stay tuned for that. But um, on to the really, really shitty sports anime, people. Fucking Christ. Just. Tell us how so, you really feel, Frank. We actually get some water polo action in this one. We, we, oh we my do. gosh. And that's for the end of the episode. So let's start with the beginning. Oh, you big beginning, tease. The beginning of the episode starts with the, like, the race it ended in which we lost. Like the, you know, the team lost to just one dude. So he's getting out of the pool and they're like, is there any way we can convince you? And he's like, hey, y'all promise that you wouldn't talk to me ever again or try and convince me. And like the, he's changing to leave. And as he's, like he leaves... And then as he leaves, like, the three, like, players that the guy was best friends with in junior high who, like, hey, they were the champions. Like, these are the top three in the world other than this other guy who lost all his memories. They came to visit. They're like, hey, we just wanted to, like, we heard a rumor that you were actually starting water polo again. We wanted to see if it was true. And they're like, do you remember anything? He's like, no. They're like, well, fuck. 
let me back for back a little bit more when they were prodding at this kid to join them they did bring up the whole brother thing like oh like you were supposed to beat your brother and i had thought last week that the brother had died potentially because we saw like a picture of his little brother nope not dead just turns out that uh he beat his brother's like middle school time but his brother had changed sports so he technically beat him but he didn't feel any happiness in beating him so he gave up swimming because like he found no joy in it i guess i don't know he said he regretfully quit swimming but it's just like this kid is just all over the place he's fucking edgelord to the max for no reason okay he's just a he's just a i don't know anywho that's that's just a little bit of side story so you really get a good look at this guy's face this episode and like they focus a lot on this guy like the guy who's not joining his face and then when the three friends come along you're like wait a second one of these people looks like the other and they're like cool well they're like cool well we can't wait to play you guys and they're like well we only have six players so we can't play you and then you know swimmer guy out of nowhere he's like i'm playing i'll play i'll play i'll do it and everybody's like nani what why and they're like well because of your like your speech or whatever of why you can't play and like all the yada 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 like your sappy story of anywho he basically says that and then he's like Plus, you're giving me a chance to face off against my brother, and then it's like, they you put them next to each other, and you're like, oh, your brother's one of the top three water polo players in fucking whatever. So it's like, cool. This is just a revenge plot for you. Neato. Then they, like, they're like, cool, now we got enough to play, and yeah, and the captain's super happy because, you know, last year he was by himself just training. And so the captain, like, goes up to the uh, erase board or whatever, which he had on their like make a team or find enough people and he like erases it so happily and replaces it with win one game and here's where we get some water polo stuff so basically after that it's like cool we're gonna start workouts and this is where it is the most true to the show they would work out immediately after school the kid like everybody's like my my body feels like marmalade like jam like it just feels like jam like it feels like i am just nothing right now which is true after like the first few weeks of water polo or like a hell week like you don't feel anything you you are just numb and main character goes home after like the training and everything and like he's eating everything in sight which is also true because you expend so much energy like you he literally just eats everything and like it cuts to him in class and like it's lunchtime and he's got like a full on meal and everybody's like, what the fuck are you doing? It is lunchtime. You should not be eating this much food. He's like, I've been more hungry recently. And then it goes to like training montage of like, this is similar to what we did, except not. They had like the plates that you would put on a bar to squat. They would take those and like, people would start like drowning obviously because you know people can't egg beater uh, enough but it shows them like practicing egg beatering taking weights into the pool to practice egg beatering so that they could stay afloat etc them passing not catching the ball etc so it's like training montage for water polo cool we're getting into it as they're training and then they're like taking a handful of like practice shots against the goalie which are also just incredibly bad except for the guy who played baseball that was super cocky that challenged the goalie to be the goalie he's got a cannon but he still does not make any goals 
like they're doing all this they're taking shots and then all of a sudden like back pans you're like oh what's going on neighbor school which just so happens to be on top of the hill right next door that can see into the pool and the windows that are seeing into the pool is their indoor pool so it's like the there you get introduced to three other characters from this rival school or next door school that are like haha they suck we're gonna beat them <laughs> and then you also see the the hot girl or whatever from episode one slash two where you know he got a kiss from she's there and he's like i need you guys to do me a favor Next day, team captain comes in. He's like, hey, guys, we have a practice game. And they're like, the fuck? What do you mean? We, we just started training. What are, you, what are you talking about? They're like, no, 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 don't worry about it. We got a practice game. It'll be fine. Like, we'll do well. So they kind of do a little bit more practice montage, and then they, like, pan over to them into a, like, uh, hot tub to, like, kind of cool down, et cetera. And they're, like, talking, like, oh, why did you... Why did you join? Like, what clubs were you in before? And they're all talking about their, like, clubs and everything else. And, like, everybody's saying, like, oh, yeah, I was in... Or the quiet kid was like, yeah, I was in the calligraphy club. And the tall black guy who's apparently unathletic, he's like, yeah, I my dad's a pastry chef. I, I, I make pastries. And everybody's like, what? Wh- what? And then they go to like the captain. They're like, "Hey, what what did you do?" He's like, "Oh, I just went home. Like, I didn't I didn't join a club. Like, I just trained." And he's like, "Then why did you hang on to this?" And he's like, "That's a secret." And you're like, "Cool." So he's trying to impress some sort of girl. We don't know who. It's probably the girl that you know that we've seen at the neighbor school. But regardless, they're all having a blast. They're they're bonding in this little hot tub, which we don't. I don't know if they're naked or not, but like they are literally like knee to knee in this like little tiny hot tub. Oh my. Yeah, I know. It's racy. Um, but yeah, then it flash forwards to like they're in the locker room for the practice game and they're talking about strategy. They're like, hey, you're going to play in this position, this position, this position because these suit your strengths well. And enter into the locker room three bozos from neighboring school. They're like, hey, we got a practice game against you. And then they go into this whole spiel about how we're going to kick your ass and everything. And then swimmer kid was like hey wait you went to what school what what school is yours and they're like this and they're like oh i heard that school sucks like just flat out was just like talking not shit back but just like spitting facts because his older brother is a really good water polo player plays for a really good water polo school and there's only apparently one other school in their like district that has a water polo team aka these three bozos and He's like, yeah, my brother's team used to kick your ass. Like, you guys aren't good. And then they're like, hey, wait a second. There's only three of you. Who are we playing? Like, are we playing against you? And they're like, no, you're not playing against us. And then everybody's like, again, da fuck, what? And then it cuts to, like, you hear older women talking, and you're like, what is going on? And you find out they're playing just little teeny tiny kids. They're playing, like, 10-year-olds. They're 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 playing a practice game against ten year olds. I just just I get it, but like, what the fuck? This show is all over the place. Oh, and it gets it's it's so. This is so none of these episodes, other than the third episode, has ended like on any sort of like cohesive note. Like they ended the last episode of like, hey, like. The guy touched the wall before me. He's like, what just happened? And then ends the episode. That makes sense. This one, they start the game. 
in which, you know, obviously it's high school kids versus 10-year-olds. So they win the swim-off to get the ball, and so they try to set up, and they're like, yeah, we got this, and they pass it into set, and all of a sudden, set player gets the ball stolen, and these kids just counterattack him, and the goalie tries to, like, steal the ball, but because, like, these kids know how to play water polo, they literally just, like, as the pass is coming into this little kid, like, if the goalie's here and the kid's here, the goalie's coming closer, and as the ball reaches the kid, he just taps it over his shoulder, and it just, like basically just a continuation of the pass he just swats it and it goes into the goal and everybody's swimming back to their sides and is like this isn't good and then the episode ends it's just like wait a second what you're gonna end it mid-match like just like one play and that's it yeah the suspense of seeing older kids beat the snot out of younger kids we know what's gonna vice versa no the younger kids are gonna beat the snot out of them you we're gonna be lucky if these kids get or if these, uh, if the high schoolers get one goal, like we'll be lucky if that happens because you know they don't know how to play the fucking sport. They had like three days of training, and that's it. So it's just like, what is going on with the show? Why is this show so just like off the wall? Just, just, I'll say it's stupid. It's just like this is trash anime at its peak, and I love it. I wish I could provide some support other than what I say during these podcasts, but I I really can't offer any more because I love you, bud. I'm not watching this show for you. I can't. Oh, I I don't expect anybody to watch. But I would I would do it in solidarity for your sake to be like, if you're going to go through this hell because you love this is your sport and you played it and you love it so much, then I'll go through hell with you, bud. I can't for this. This sounds no, so painful. I, I, I don't I don't recommend this show to anybody. It's so stupid, it's great. Like it's so bad, it's good. Oh, I didn't even mention Lobo. When they are doing the swim off and they're practicing and like doing their warm up, guess what? We get 2D water and 3D anime like characters. The character models are all 3D, but like because it's so panned out, they're just like little teeny tiny. But it's just like, oh no. Not the shitty 3D Mappa. Come on. It's Mappa doing this too, by the way. Wait, no, it's not. Yes, it is. This is Mappa doing this. It's just <laughs> oh, so no. ridiculous. It's it's oh, no. so bad it's good. It's so bad it's good. Like, Mappa, why? Why did, like, of all, all the series you could have picked, you could have pushed Chainsaw Man up a season. But you decided, let's give water polo a shot. I thank you for that, but why? Was it for the Olympics, which are going on right now? I don't know. It honestly and could God be. God knows if we'll ever know, but man, what a shit show in the you best have, possible way. You always got to have one dud in order to have so many good shows. There's got to be one bad egg, and this one is one rotten, nasty egg of a show. Yeah. Which I really feel like an idiot because today it was pointed out to me that Chainsaw Man doesn't have a release date, let alone like a release window. And I had read everywhere I thought that it was fall 2021. Turns yeah. out there's no fucking release date for it. There's no, nothing I... out for it right now. I thought I read October. I thought so too. 
but it's literally like one website reporting October, and it's just a prediction because they're like, oh, if they did the same thing as Jujutsu Kaisen, they'll like they announce it this time and then they release it at this time. And it's just like, no, that's not how this works, my dude. Like, you can't just say that it's coming out in fall without having any proof. And then because they said it's fall, everybody's saying it's fall. The only people not saying it's fall, apparently, is my anime list and live chart dot whatever. But I I feel hmm. dumb and bamboozled that that show was... is not, does not have a release date as of yet. I thought you were going to, like, Mandela I... affect us or something. No. No, Ugh. maybe. I don't know. I feel like I just had that yeah. done to me. I, f- I feel like a fool. But, Lobo, mm-hmm. magically average. Speaking of feeling like a fool, let's get into tell us... What? <laughs> like, oh, like... wow. Wow. Lobo, tell us what we're missing in the manga so that we can complain to you about the no, anime. No, no, no. I'm just no, kidding. No, I'm no, kidding. No, I'm no. kidding. Fuck you and your joke. <laughs> 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 no, uh, so... To recap, basically, here we thought that the whole family scene for Todoroki's family and uh, is was over with after the last episode because they dug real deep into it. No, they fucking went on more about it and, like, dragged it out for the entire episode. Like, literally, the episode probably lasts in-universe time maybe three hours, if that. Yeah. I, I liked it though. I, it was enjoyable, but like, because I mean, you have to again. You're getting more into the backstory of Endeavor. You're getting more into the number one hero. I mean, we went through this on a more subtle basis with All Might. It wasn't all thrown into us at once, but over the span of the four seasons that he was the number one hero, you kept getting more and more into his backstory of like his origin, his experience with. The previous, like we get you know, his predecessor. All, we get more of all All Might's backstories in the movies than we do in the show. I feel. Like. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, that's for sure. But I that that kind of goes into my point, though. Of like, you you knew you were eventually going to have to get into it with Endeavor, Did right? We, the, why people, Why wouldn't you? Why yeah, would you why, not want yeah. to get that information? Because Endeavor is one of the. So, more interesting characters. He's been behind All Might this entire time. He finally gets what he wants. And you see that he's like, he so, sort of feels, seems like he's unfulfilled. Let me, let me make one correction to my really though, is I do want this information. I don't want it crammed into one fucking arc where they tie a little pretty bow on it and they but f- it's make, not. It, make it disappear. They've After this epi- done that. This episode, really? After this one, you feel like it's tied with a fucking pretty bow? No, You're crazy. But if they if they do if they do another episode, like I think they will for this, that's gonna be the fucking bow on top of this goddamn box. So like, you didn't you watch the preview? No, I didn't because I I don't want to know what's coming next. I want to go into it blind. Same here. Okay. But, well, there you go. I, I mean, mean I, even with that information, like, with, with how I'm, with how I am answering, like, reacting to what you're saying and me saying that, I'm pretty sure it's pretty clear what's going to happen next. And that's, whatever you're saying I, is not happening. I think they wrapped it up that's nicely fine. in this last episode to sort of be like, let's put a pin in this for now. We've, we've captured enough of his backstory and how he's sort of going through his redemption arc. You get the gist of it. We're going to move on now. I think they did a, they, feel, they, they did a good job with the ending, especially with him Endeavor being like, 
all right, get packing. We're going to build you a new house, a better house, and I'm pretty much going to atone for all my sins by living here without my family, knowing that this is the house that my family has lived in this entire time. It'll now be completely empty, but for me, this is how I'm going to atone for everything. I think that sort of like gives you a nice, all right, we're wrapping up this very dark, depressing, but enlightening piece of Endeavor's past and now his character development. Let's shove on to the next bit of plot, which I'm guessing, I didn't watch the spoiler preview, but I'm guessing we're going to move into more of Hawk and the League of Villain, if I had to guess, based on how everything's been progressing so far. They're the only other subplot that's not been talked about over the last three episodes now. So. Actually, I did watch the ending because of the video you sent us, Lobo. You sent us a TikTok that was like, hey, before the next episode, watch these cha- uh, read these chapters of My Hero Academia Vigilantes, which mm-hmm. I haven't gotten that far into. I'm on the second volume. I think I'm on chapter nine. Regardless, um, no, I did watch it. I forgot that, yeah, they are moving on. But like, I felt like you could have put a pin in this arc story, backstory of Endeavor last episode. And then, like, gone into, like, him doing hero work and trying to become a better person. And then, oh my god, something happened to my son. Something happened to my family. Let me save them. And then go into that again further down the line. Yeah. Because of him, like, learning a little bit more. Being like, okay, this is... I I know how now I'm going... I know how now. I know now how I'm going to atone for my sins. Rather than it's just like hey, we're going to have an awkward family dinner with Bakugo and Deku, and then we're going to go separate ways, but nope, here we go again. Here's a hero, or a villain that just wants me to kill him because I captured him before, and he's going to fuck with my family, and here's how I'm going to atone. But that doesn't feel forced, though, you know what I mean? It like, feels it doesn't... so forced to me. It feels, really? That episode felt so forced to me because it was like you had done you had wrapped up perfectly this awkward family scene with other characters and you have like, Hey, like Todoroki, you, you look like you're in the phase that you're, you're getting ready to apologize, like not apologize, but you know, accept his apology and forgive him. And like, you hear the brother, you see the brother sees it. You see that the dad see like, hears it. Like everybody hears it. That moment there where you see like, okay, the brother knows where his brother's at. The dad knows where his brother's at like, or where his son is at. Like this would have been the perfect pin to put into this subplot. Move on. Like, like have his dad be like, okay, like I heard where, like I heard everything. Like I know that I need to do better. This is me doing better in the world. And then revisit the family of just like, Hey, my family's being fucked with by this villain. I feel like they, this was so forced just back to back episodes i don't see know. in That's my, my it, opinion on this in my mind i liked it from the standpoint that while i i i can see your point of view and that they could have easily just transitioned from the previous episode after todoroki had the conversation with midoriya like tr- easily transitioned from there like i totally can see that but in my mind i liked this sort of false sense of like yeah everything's kind of wrapping up nicely and then you get this villain that creates all this new tension and is becomes this new threat. And you're now kind of seeing everything that had been talked about during the, the, the previous episode come to life in the most recent episode 
by Endeavor actually proving his actions. I also think it was necessary from the standpoint that like you had the the funny interaction from Bakugo with where he's like, "Yeah, we caught a villain and we were faster than you. What a what up? What up?" And they're like, "Dude, not the time right now. You're not going to get his reaction. Just you're going to have to cool it." Because it was like Endeavor finally like not just through his words, but through his actions saying uh Natsu, I think that's his name. Like, "Yep. Listen, I fucked up with your brother, your other brother, okay? I screwed up royally. And the reason why I couldn't save you here was because I didn't want the same thing to happen to you. And I was afraid that it was going to. And so please believe me when I say I'm going to atone. Like, I can't show you any more than how what I've said and what I've done so far. And then you get the the, the conclusion of Endeavor basically being like, now to really make sure you understand how committed I am to redeeming myself and to trying to fix this family and put it back together, I am now sheltering and removing myself from you guys completely, removing all those bad memories that were at the home, sending you off to a new home, and I'm going to force myself to live in this place with all of these horrible memories and horrible events took place so that I can experience it on my own without any help like you guys had been over the last X amount of years. I thought, beautiful. Just, I love the fact that it was like, you don't get just the words, you get the action, and you get the the full, full circle wrap-up of here's what I'm saying, here's how I'm going to do it, here's me proving it. In my mind, while I did, I do agree that it's a lot to take in for two episodes, I don't feel like that's all we're going to get. There's going to be plenty more, but it definitely sets it up perfectly to the point where you don't have to keep hitting on it all the time as we move forward. You've clearly, clearly set in motion this bit of the story. Now you can just keep building on it. You don't have to keep kind of wrapping up and retracing and cementing it in by like hitting it on the head over and over again. You've done that plenty in these two episodes. Yeah, I I think the one thing that I will go back to rebuttal just a little bit is the whole, like, Bakugo, like, hey, it's been a week, and yeah, we're faster than you and everything. You're telling me that students in high school, like, granted, like, this was a majority of the reason why they were faster is because he hesitated because it was his son, and he's trying to do the same, you know, the right thing. He doesn't want to hurt his son. However, you're telling me high school students, after one week, outpaced the great like the number one hero currently that's just it'll like anime it gives me it gives this this the this is anime this is anime logic this is video game logic this is anime logic hey one week yeah like i know that they were training hard like they have that whole scene where they're in the gym like you know it's bright and early and the subordinates for endeavors like companies like hero companies like hey like or like how's it going and like they see all the scratches and burns and everything else of like them working hard like i get it they're working hard but like one week no 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 no. that's why you put in another episode or two of some sort of conflict some sort of filler no offense like i know we all hate filler but you put a little bit of filler in here to like pad that out of just them working hard them actually getting those skills down instead of it just being one week since you looked at me fucking here we are now 
I, I so that that is another point that like I understand it's hesitation, it's family, like I understand that, but like I think that's, that's where the humor. My... That's where the kind of the humor came in from Bakugo, right? Like he thought right. he grew so much, and that's why he's like, "Yeah, fuck you." And then Deku and Todoroki are like, "Shut up!" Like this, you not this is not the time, sir. Yeah. My my one nitpicky thing is that uh, Deku uses his um, black whip like perfectly. Yeah. And that was like the first time we had seen it used like in its it like full force since the the tournament arc. Again, you could have had him practicing for the one to two padded episodes, but no, yeah. he goes from like, hey, here's like maybe six inches to like I'm gonna like hold these four cars up midair, just like no big deal. Fucking drop them down perfectly, everybody's safe. It's just like what? First, you how went much from sh- fucking out of control in the first arc, just like about to kill <laughs> yourself and everybody around you, to fucking I can do six inches with no handlebars, to fucking I can just, here's four cars and a bus, perfectly laid down. Cool. We're good now. No. Fuck off with Anime. that logic. God damn it. Lobo, <laughs> you've been very silent, and I'm sure it's because it's because you know what's going to happen and everything else, but like... Do you understand, like, like of all sides, which one would you not rather pick? But like, you're making Lobo mm-hmm. pick. No, I'm Lobo, not which, Lobo which side? Because I don't want to. I don't want to make Lobo decide. That's just a shitty thing to do. Which parent do you what love I, more? I, no God. <laughs> no. What I want to ask is like Lobo. Like of all the arguments we put out there, what seems logical to you? What's what are we being stupid about, etc. So. I feel like it's fair to say what you were bitching about with the black whip. However, the other thing is we now we know they've been working at it for a week. It's safe to assume that because of how they all interacted with their abilities and the little monologue they had in their heads when they did their abilities, they've been honing those skills ever since Endeavor told them about it. Because one of the first things that happened was Endeavor was like, hey, what is it you want out of this? And they all told him what it is they want out of it. And he gave them answers to all those things. Even Midoriya, who rambled on and on and on and on. He was attentive and listened and took into account everything that he knows about Midoriya and everything Midoriya told him. So he gave him his answer of like, this is what you need to work on. And he says, while we're for the, for the entire time with me, you're working on that. And you have to beat me go and it would be kind of dumb to think they would not be working on that yeah we didn't see it but the other thing is like there's more story going on that they kind of want to focus on it's be it'd be like if the entire two three episodes were just gonna be you would see them chasing after endeavor and then you just see them practicing and training like you did when they're doing their ultimate moves or whatever and then no other story beats really happen because you're wasting time with those uh, training montage bits. Sure, it'd be interesting to see, but at the same time, like this story is what is more important. Yeah, them learning their abilities is also important, but like 
at the same time, I'm I'm pretty sure we all know, hey, they're working on this shit because these are the top three of the class. Let's be real here. These are the top three. We know they're going places when they graduate and when they become heroes. So we know that they are working their asses off to get shit done. So it's it's fair to assume that they were working on it and that while I agree, it was kind of ridiculous how he took full control with how much force it took him to do that with. I think it would have been more fair to be like, yeah, he has like one or two whips and that's it. And he, it takes a lot of concentration just to hold down one car, but he has to do two. I think that would have been more reasonable, but this is an anime and that was super hype as fuck. So I'm cool with it. Hell yeah. Also, how dare you not think that Froppy is a top three in their class? How dare oh, you? Oh, no. Absolutely not. She is not a top three in, in where they're headed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely she is. I don't know. How How dare you? I mean, I could spoil what happens with Froppy. Please don't. Oh. <laughs> Frank would <laughs> climb through his computer I would to, find a way, to little, choke you. I would find a way. <laughs> Oh my God! Please don't don't ruin don't ruin her character. I love her. Anywho, uh, any other thoughts, concerns? No. Without seeing the preview, let's uh, get excited about the next episode. I guess. Um, yeah. I will say that Frank, you're you're reading Vigilante now, right? Yeah. So, so I have the first five volumes. So I will say. You will be very angry when you get to the part in the books where you learn information about a character that we know and love from this show or in this story. And that story is hidden in Vigilante because it does not seem like they're going to transfer that into the anime, even though it's very much necessary in my opinion. I'm pretty sure Vigilantes is getting its own show eventually, isn't it? It is. Or didn't they but, announce But I'm saying but I'm saying also but like this story that it's like pivotal for like what's happening now in in the main series. But is it okay. pivotal or does it just give more light to certain situations? Oh boy, is it pivotal? Oh <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> All right. Well, guess I'm going to go pick that up tomorrow. Good yeah. God. Again, same thing as like last week. Just a real quick side note before we we call it a night. Um, I've been reading a lot more than I've been watching this season. I I think we've kind of discussed it a little bit. This season's kind of a bummer. Like it's 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 hey not as much going on as we thought compared to last season. There is not as much going on this season. I think that's fair. There was a few things where like eh, I can skip that, or you, there was like some interest in it. But then you watch it like, well, there's my interest is gone. Yeah. I like, think that's Black the main Lagoon, thing. Like, was, or not Black Lagoon. Black Company, I was really excited for. It looked funny, and it was just like, oh, this is shit. This is just mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. This is the season, I feel like, of either good follow-up seasons, like we have Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, or like a hidden gem, like Aquatope. I would my say mind. that season, like the thing I'm probably enjoying the most this season is uh, that one time I was reincarnated as a slime season two, part two. Mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying it. Granted, actually, I'll take that back. I will be enjoying it like next week 
or the next two weeks because this whole beginning part has been a shit ton of setup to where it's like, okay, I'm ready. Give me this war. I'm ready for it. So I will say that that show is actually phenomenal this season so far with its setup. Mm-hmm. So. But anywho, thanks for joining us uh, this week, everybody. We hope you had a good time. Come join our Discord via our Twitter account, at Bakako Podcast, and tell us what you're watching and why we're all stupid fucking idiots. Until next time, Spark Triumph. We'll see you then. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Back up! Back up. 